When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hour three of the podcast. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. Got a couple special guests in the studio. Sit and Soup Sarah is here. Who, when we did Project Down and Dirty, we started trying to raise money, and we get desperate at some point. And so we said, what if we, <laughs> we sort of auctioned off? You could come and you could sit in the studio for the final hour of the show, and then we would take you to the cafeteria, buy you soup. <laughs> entree, we're not on the hook for the entree. Buy you soup <laughs> and then escort you from the premises at 1230. And could you believe that people did it? Four different people auctioned. We set an amount. Sarah, I feel like Sarah got the ball rolling. I think Absolutely. that she started this whole thing and then it became yep. this movement of people were like, great. Let's keep going. Yeah. And we ended up raising a lot of money uh, for great charities. So thank you for doing thank that you for and that. being here. Now, they will choose it. So if they want to talk, they will talk. But I have been pulled aside by Donna during the break. <laughs> and she said, "Not every, I think the quote was, not everyone is like you. And they want to be like, wow, all the time. They might not want to talk. Correct. <laughs> I'm just looking out for these ladies. Whereas I see two microphones and at any given moment, you know, you just might ask someone a question and see how they respond. Hmm. In the meantime, I do have a fun story. Do you like the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? Yes. So I do. And it feels very Thanksgiving-y and feels like holiday. You know, it's it great. Does. You just got to put it, it on Thanksgiving morning. I Even think if it's, it's on in the background and you're doing stuff. It's I just have said, a staple. And you know, someday uh, this will this will forbid me from ever. Not that NBC is looking for me to host their Thanksgiving Day parade coverage, but you could do it. I never will now because of what I have said for the last few years, which is I do not like NBC's coverage. I love NBC's talent. I love Hoda. Um I, I I love Al Roker roaming the streets. I love it all. But you don't get a parade vibe when you watch that. It's like watching an outdoor set. All you see is the yeah, one spot you know, in front of the Macy's yeah. and you see different, frankly, overproduced acts come through. It just doesn't have, I want the vibrancy of like, what's the city looking like and sounding yeah, like right now? I get that. And my suggestion is always watch it on CBS. Kevin Frazier, I believe, is one of the anchors for the coverage. And it's great because, frankly, they don't have as good of a spot in line. So they are somewhere along the the parade route but they're up high like and they're looking yeah. down and it just gives you a different vibe and i think it takes you away from the thanksgiving day parade on nbc is one act here's a broadway show this is the act here comes an actor from this nbc show here's another dance performance and it just feels too produced for me hmm. i want it to feel like a parade 
So my suggestion is, okay. if you haven't tried, flip back and forth between the two. See what you like more. Uh, but anyway, everybody, I'm sure, most televisions will have the parade on this Thursday morning. I have some examples of when the parade went a little bit awry. Do you remember any of these? Maybe not this one, but for those of you of a certain age. I think I remember a SpongeBob sitch. Stick around. Stick okay. Around. All right. <clears throat> Mighty Mouse goes down. There was a Mighty Mouse balloon that hit a street sign and then crumpled to the ground in 1956. Do you happen to remember that at all? Oh, you're funny. No. Have you heard of it? I don't mean were you there for it. Oh, um... No, that one I don't remember. What happens? Like, is everybody just covered in... Because the, the things are the size of this room. Just the head of one of them. They the- are so big. And in fact, one of the incidents caused them to put a limit um, on how big a balloon could be. There was a cat in the hat blow-up situation. That's the one I remember. And it put a woman yes. in a coma. This was yes. at the... Uh, there were bad winds. Not that long ago. 1997 okay. is when to this me, happened. it's not that long ago. <laughs> and uh, the cat in the hat struck a lamppost, knocking it down into the crowd below. The post fractured the skull of one woman, <gasps> sending her into a coma for a month and forcing Macy's to implement new rules on how big balloons could be. It knocked down a post? Knocked down a post. Those things are powerful. When you've got that much air in it, it's wow. It's like if that hits something and think of like a bounce house, how big and sturdy a bounce house can be. Granted, we've seen them float off into the sky before right. and that's troubling. But if that if that hits you and it's coming in and imagine a bunch of bounce houses all together. I mean, I think I don't know what the weight would be. It would have to be a lot be. because there's like 40, 50 people holding up one balloon. I have a friend who does it every year. Oh, is that right? Yeah. So they have to go and rehearse at the Meadowlands. And, oh, interesting. Yeah, and, and practice and make sure that everybody's on the same page. So you it must remember, be heavy. So you guys thought, like, we got people coming in, they gave money, we raised money, and you thought, let's bring up the story about a lady uh, going into a coma. I didn't plan to lead with the coma situation. <laughs> Donna was asking about it, and, and, and it led me to the size of the balloon, which happens to be a coma story. Want me to make it better? Yes. Barney. Everybody loves Barney. I love you. You love me. We all know Barney. That same year, 1997, uh, Barney faced his own horrific death. Just a balloon, not anyone. Um, it ripped apart because there were really bad winds that year, 1997. They should have canceled. And uh, the wind overpowered Barney. And uh, Barney, as they write in The Hollywood Reporter, violently ripped apart with crews immediately coming in to deflate and remove him. So imagine for a moment you're a child. Aww. And look, Mom, it's Barney. And then shards of Barney start to peel off. It's and getting better, Rocco. A crew comes in. <laughs> and a crew comes in and total Kevorkian's Barney. Wow. And they're like, we got to deflate him now. He didn't ask for it. He's just trying to float around and have a good time. Poor Happy kids. Thanksgiving if you're just tuning in. It's the Don and experience. <laughs> How about the time that uh, 1991, Kermit hangs his head. Uh, Kermit hit a tree, causing his head to become... <laughs> partially deflated so it looked like he was just staring down at the street <laughs> uh, and one of the commenters even said i'm sure to the children watching today kermit is just a little bit sad hmm. there was an m&m that gave a woman stitches 2005 an m&m balloon snagged a pole in times square then hit a street light broken parts from the light hit and injured two sisters one of them oh needed God. stitches in the back of her head <laughs> wow it's 11-11-11, make a wish. <laughs> I wish Steve would finish this story. Here's one more. I do have one more. 
And thank you guys for giving me our charity. Uh, Scotty McCreary, right? Yeah. Maybe a lot of the doors. Remember him? Mm, of course I do. Had dinner with him mm. on more than one occasion. Thank you. What are you talking about? With a lot of people. Like a big group of people. Did you say anything to him during the dinner? Did he know yeah, you were no. at the dinner? Yes. We knew each other. I worked in radio. I don't know if you know that. Wow. <laughs> Rocco. What else has she yeah. been hiding from uh, Mystic us? Mystic Lake, actually. Hmm. All right. Anyway, Scotty McCreary. Scotty McCreary gets caught faking it. Everyone pretty much knows the performers on those floats. They lip sync. But it doesn't mean uh, that they like getting caught. In 2011, Scotty missed his cue and started singing after the song had already begun. Oh, There's no. a more, that's a softer. There are 13 total on the Hollywood Reporter. Oh, yeah, you know, link those up, really. Get in the mood for Thanksgiving. Who Superman lost an arm at the 1985 wow. parade. <laughs> yeah, um, and Eminem. Yeah, yeah, we did the Eminem one. Yeah. Well, we're out of time. Oh, no, Look it's just that. getting good. Oh, I have more well. to say. Okay, I have a, sur- a survey or a study, if you will. Um, that is a Reddit thread right now of what true stories you want to be made into movies. Do you have one? What true stories you want to be made into movies. Okay. Kind of like, you know, a, a biopic, sure. like the Anna Delvey thing. Right. Um, what's her face? Who's going to jail now? Elizabeth Holmes. Oh, sure. Do you hear that? She's going. She's going to prison for how long? Eleven years or so. Oh yeah, something like that. Yeah, and oh. she's pregnant. Oh my god! Oh my god! The stories keep getting worse. Oh, wow. I'm gonna go. We'll be yeah, back. Let's with this. do better. <laughs> We're gonna do something different than what we've done. Yes, we'll be back with a study on my talk. Welcome back, you guys. Thank you for listening. It's Donna and Steve on my talk 1071, where talk is fun. Am I right? Can I get yeah. an amen? Oh, amen. Oh, sister. thanks, bro. Studies have shown that medic- studies have shown that the microbial several long-term studies have shown they've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown. And here with their findings, our study buddies, the perfect nerd couple, Donna and Steve. All right. Is there a real-life person whose story you would like to see on the big screen? Like Rocco probably wants to see Bob Dylan. Story, which has been done, right? It's Didn't Kate done, Blanchett yeah. play yeah, that was a good Bob one. Dylan? Did, was that good? That's a good, yeah. The different people play him in different areas of his oh, life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so they asked people on BuzzFeed uh, what they would like to see. There's so I many. I have one. That's a variety weird. of answers. I would like to see Conan O'Brien's story. Ooh, I like screen. that. Obviously, because the, the I like that it can be built around. What happened in 2010, 2011, yes. when he got the Tonight Show? Steve, that's Jay Leno a good handed one. him the keys, yeah, figuratively then... on the Tonight Show. Yep, it's all yours, buddy. Good luck. And then within, was he on the Tonight Show for? It wasn't even a year. It wasn't even a year. And then Jay Leno was like, "Just kidding." Well, and then NBC <laughs> said, "Hey, congrats, you got the Tonight Show." And then they brought Leno on at ten o'clock. Remember, Leno had a ten o'clock show then. Yes. And that was already like, what are we doing? Aren't we kind of undermining Conan? And then they were like, hey, Conan, we wow, want you. Wow, I can't believe you remember this. I kind of forgot that. Oh, I, I, I loved late night talk shows and like loved following all of that drama, which previously had happened with Leno and Letterman. Right. And they said, why don't we let Leno come back and do 1130? He'll just do a half hour and then you can go on at 12. And that's when Conan was like, no. It's the Tonight Show. Go away. It's from 11:30 on the East Coast. It's 11:30 until 12:30. What are we talking about here? Mm-hmm. And then I don't know if you remember much of his final week 
hosting the Tonight Show, they were doing all sorts of stuff because he was like, and they were stunts, and I don't know that they actually were costing money, but he was essentially trying to burn through the budget for the Tonight Show. And so there was like this really beautiful painting that they went out and bought and then just destroyed on the show just to say, screw you to NBC. But he was, what was so amazing was he was in real time processing the news that everyone else knew about. And he right. knew every. So you can't come out and do a monologue that is not all about that. Right. You have to talk about it. How do you it. avoid that? You can't. And there was one interview on 60 Minutes uh, shortly after and it was maybe a year or so after Conan left The Tonight Show. And they talked with him. And he started to peel back the curtain a little bit about emotionally what that was like. And again, like we're dealing with successful people. Sure, I get it. But there, the emotions in that process of on public being given something and then having it taken away from you. Yeah. I mean, you're was a human very being. interesting. So I, I think that would be cool to see some of the behind the scenes. Like what was really well, and remember, Jimmy Kimmel was being really mean to Jay Leno. Yes. Like, almost like he was setting him up to yeah. sabotage him when he'd interview him. Oh, that whole thing. Oh, people that were taking was, sides. That was when they did this segment called The Ten. Rocco. Yes, could sir. You clop your way to YouTube and see if you can find Kimmel Leno. That interview bit is crazy because Kimmel was a guest on Leno. Leno turns to his big video wall and says, we got, it was like the 10 at 10 or something like that. We got 10 questions for you. And every answer that Jimmy Kimmel gave, he was turning it around to, why are you trying to screw Conan? Like, oh, Ah. kind of like when you took the job away from Conan and all that. And Jay laughs it off. Yeah. Um, But it was a really bizarre time in television history. It was. It was really interesting. And we're happy to say that Jay Leno is, continues to recover as we know. From his burns that he had after working on a car, an old hundred-year-old car in his garage, and there was an explosion, had burns on his face and on his arm, but we hear he's in good spirits and recovery. You want me to play this thing? Let's just hear a little bit of it. Let's see what happens. Welcome back. You want to see two talk show hosts battling out for airtime? Oh, I got to turn that off. We call it 10 at 10. Play a satellite from Burbank, California. Now, Leno is feeling really good right now, you know? Fun. 10 at 10. Hollywood, California. It's 10 at 10. With Jimmy Kimmel. All right, let's say hello to the very funny Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy I don't know how quickly this goes down, but let's find out. Any big late night news? I don't know, Jay. I watch Oprah at night. All right, all right. <laughs> we have ten questions. Question number one. You had fun impersonating right. me Tuesday night on the Jimmy Kimmel show. What is the secret to doing a good Jay Leno impression? I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, This A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Well, um, I hate to give away my secrets, yeah. but it's part Sylvester the Cat, it's part Curly from the Three Stooges, <laughs> and part Scrappy-Doo. 
Yeah. All right, so okay. that's docile enough, but then yeah. it... Suck attach. Uh, Should I skip ahead? Your right is I've ever pitched you. Love scene with a monkey once. Okay, I'm skipping ahead, right, sorry. Yeah. Well, Good production here. Yeah, sorry. Um, Omarosa. Oh, oh. That, Maybe it's at the end? Do it. I'd like just you. In fact, I'd like to do 12 at 12 with you tomorrow night. Really? If you would be willing to do that, because... I have a lot of questions to ask you yeah. about this whole thing. A lot, I don't think people care about what I have to yeah, say. Yeah. I, I agree with that. What's going yeah. on in your yeah. life. Tomorrow night? I think he just did ah, some stuff. Go okay. back. Like, yeah. oh, this God. is terrible. With you tomorrow night. Really? Back further. I'm uh, Omarosa. Okay, let play here. Okay. Well, although technically I didn't interview her. Yeah. Because she left before she came out. She, uh, <laughs> she got angry and she stormed out of the studio. And I think she's homeless now as a result. Wow. All right. Number four, if you got to interview anyone in the world, who would it be? Mm -hmm. You and Conan, together. <laughs> oh, okay. I would like to have the two of you. And if Conan won't do it, I'd like just you. In fact, I'd like to do there 12 at 12 oh, no. with you. So there's that. I don't yeah, know. He there just, was he more. Just stuff, other stuff happened where he kept He'd needling, and I feel yeah. like it went on more and more as it ended, but... You know, if nothing else, Donna, we can look back at that last... You know, maybe at the end of the show, <laughs> we filled, we'll, we'll find this clip, we'll find the Jimmy Jam clip that she teased. It's going to be great. We're going we're gonna to make up for um, the woman in a coma, thanks to the float in the Macy's Day Parade. <laughs> we're just nervous because we have guests <laughs> Yeah, we normally right do much better. But on the bright side, Donna, we just filled two and a half to three minutes. That's great. You know, so good. And so David we Bowie are... is another person that people would like to see a biopic on. Haven't we? No. I don't think so. Harry Styles has to do that, right? Oh, doesn't he feel like he would do that? Yes. Then there's all these historical people. Um, (laughs) Are we not interested in that? Not really. I want poppy people. Um, By the way, I just saw two turkeys on there. Have you guys seen the turkeys outside? No. There's a lot of turkeys. Oh yeah, I drive through Prospect Park every day, and there's wild turkeys just in our parking lot, roaming around. Yeah. (laughs) I wonder if I saw a baby turkey. Oh, no. She's so, going to start Googling baby turkeys. Well, uh, I have safe search. I wonder. Okay, no, I don't <laughs> think so. I saw an animal that I thought. What did I see? A ch- it was a low, it was low to the ground. Okay. And it looked like it had a little red crevasse on. Okay. Cravat? Cravat. Whatever. Crevasse is a fancy way to say crevice. Cravat is a neckerchief. Okay. It looked kind of like a roadrunner, okay. but I don't think we have roadrunners here. I don't think so either. But I don't think it was a turkey, but it was low to the ground, a fat body, bigger than a roadrunner, smaller than a turkey, and I think like a red ring around its neck, like a, like a visible red. Can you would we get our farmers it. to call the what farmer did I see? hotline? It was uh, in Chaska, just right across my street. Chupacabra. Donna, uh, don't joke about that. Right. Is it a woodpecker? I don't think it was. It was running that. different than a woodpecker. This would have been a huge woodpecker. Uh-huh. Hmm. If anybody knows, please call the show or email us. No, it wasn't a woodpecker. Donna and Steve show at mytalk1071.com, or you could tweet us at Valentine Donna. <laughs> tweet us what bird it was. Oh, see what they did there funny. without even knowing it. Okay. That's great. Uh, <laughs> it is a uh, Monday, which means it's a money Monday. I want to squeeze something in here, Steve, because I want to tell you uh, what Springsteen has to say about Ticketmaster's dynamic pricing. Very interesting. We'll get to that when we come right back on my... Pass in dinner theaters. Yeah! You know, Donna! Sorry. 
The holidays are upon us, and one of my favorite places is Chanass and Dinner Theaters. How about Footloose? Uh, you can go there, see a great show. Everything's in one place, including dinner, and of course, a Broadway musical. It's great. You'll love the music, the dancing, all the feels. It's a great show. Playing now through February 4th. Now, maybe you're looking for a little bit of music. Chan has an incredible holiday concert lineup, like Christmas on the Prairie, Cat Perkins' new show, A North Country Christmas to the Family Fun, Celtic Holiday Hooli. And of course, what are the holidays without the music of Andy Williams and Bing Crosby? All at ShanassonDT.com. Uh, maybe a holiday laugh is right up your alley. Let me tell you, Stevie Ray's Comedy Cabaret, they've got it every Friday and Saturday night. And hey, a reminder that Chanhassen gift cards make perfect holiday gifts. There's really something for everyone at Chanhassen Dinner Theaters. For tickets and more info, you can visit ChanhassenDT.com. Light up your space at Southern Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. We put out the bat signal and you responded immediately. And so many of you. I'm going to read these in rapid fire form. These are emails that were just sent. I mentioned that I saw a bird. It kind of looked, it was bigger than a roadrunner. Not as big as a turkey and appeared to be wearing some sort of a collar like he were or she were on their way to an event. Hmm. Here are how the emails read. Was Steve described, Tanya, was Steve describing a pheasant? Bill, suspect Steve saw a pheasant. Barb, it's a pheasant. <laughs> Laura, bird, pheasant. Sonia, I bet Steve saw a ringneck pheasant. A pheasant. But you said the neck was red, didn't you? I was driving at 20 miles an hour. Okay, I was mixing No, I got uh, a lot of people called in, too. They said that red ring is a, uh, it says it's a pheasant. Well, that's also what Sarah said, ring neck pheasant. The, I think there's a ring neck duck also. Don't forget to watch Ring Nation Saturday night's All 930 right, on Channel 45. Plug. Steve's bird, probably a pheasant. Roseanne, it was probably a pheasant. Those were two emails back to back. Jim, pheasant? <laughs> Amy, a pheasant. Lisa, pheasant. And by the way, those last three ones, there was pheasant with a question mark, pheasant with an exclamation point, and then pheasant, no punctuation, and misspelled. Wow. The cornucopia <laughs> of our listeners. Yeah, the Thank phone lines are more. The too. There are more. So many people. So many people. So we're just going to conclude that you saw a pheasant. And then one other email from Phil that said, did you just say Bar- Barney sharded himself? Hmm. I did not. I said Barney... <laughs> I may have actually. Yeah. What I meant was he came off Barney the Big Balloon at Macy's Parade, nineteen ninety seven. All shredded. Shredded. There okay. were shards of Barney. Okay. Oh my yeah, gosh. I don't, okay. I don't think you could say that. Oh, new know. incoming email. A pheasant. Okay, good. All, all right. right. All right. We good. Any tweets? Oh, don't get them started. Oh, Rocco, why? Just let me check it. Why? Wow. You're both anti Musk now. A guy can't even check Twitter anymore. You communist. No tweets. Okay. Ironically. Good to know. All right. You ready for this? Kick yes. It. Come on now. Let's talk some money. Money. Oh, good. Let's talk about money. Money Monday. There are more things in the world to buy. It's Donna and Steve. Than most people have money for. So, so. Money Monday. Choices have to be made. But mostly it's Steve. Hey, Steve. Someone just tweeted me a gif and it's a pheasant. God, and then Christine just said, a pheasant? Okay, we get it. And don't it's forget the podcasters are going to listen later. Oh, they're God, gonna they're going to start emailing. It's the pheasant inbox right now. Oh, gosh. Anyway, 
I don't quite understand this whole Ticketmaster dynamic pricing thing, but it was a problem for the Taylor Swift uh, on sale, pre-sale, all of that. And now Bruce Springsteen did an interview with Rolling Stone and he said for the past 49 years, he doesn't seem too bothered by this. He's been purposely charging under market value for tickets to his show. And he said, now, hey, we're 73 years old. The guys are there. I don't want to do what everybody else is doing. Uh, No, I want to do what everyone else is doing, all my peers. And he says, you know, the buying, the ticket buying has gotten very confusing. But he said, most of our tickets are totally affordable. The ticket broker or someone is going to be taking that money. And I'm thinking, hey, why shouldn't that money go to the guys who were up there sweating for three hours? Why shouldn't they get it? So then he added, I know it was unpopular with some fans, but if there's any complaints on the way out, you could always have your money back. So I Springsteen's tickets were doing that thing, too. Right. But who's getting the money? I don't know. It's so confusing. I don't... I don't think it's fair to charge somebody $5,000 for a concert ticket. Yeah, I think that's a, that doesn't feel like the, Bruce is kind of a guy of the people, right? Normally, New Jersey yeah. and, you know. Yeah. Uh, I don't feel like this is the best thing. I'm sure somebody asked him. I'm sure he didn't just write an op-ed and say, here's how we dealt with it. But I don't think right now you probably just want to distance yourself from commenting on it, especially since mm-hmm. the first time we all got, uh, you know, up in arms regarding Ticketmaster was when there was the flexible ticket pricing with Springsteen in $5,000, and it just feels like you don't want to defend that. Yes, that's how I feel. I'm like, wait, what is he saying? You know, and I don't, I don't understand who all that money is going toward. I think the last show he got, he was charging a lot of money, and he said, if we didn't take it, the scalpers will. Which I also don't think is the right thing to say. Thank you. Yeah. I think Kid Rock, your boy, Donna. Yeah. Ba with the ba. Ba with the ba. I think he spoke about Rolling Stone and somebody else who charge a lot for, for tickets. Doesn't he routinely try not to go north of 25 or 50 bucks for I think a concert. so. Garth, something Garth like that. Brooks does that, too. Oh, it might really? be more now. Oh, yeah. He won't, yeah. He won't charge more than a certain amount because he wants it to be affordable for people to come and listen to his music. Yeah, right. Yeah, you don't want it to just be like some rich people festival. Right. And you don't want to know that the people there have stretched themselves beyond their means just to enjoy the show. Right. I don't know if there's a fix for this, though. I just feel like Rocco's point is well taken that it feels like there are people out there who can who have a network of computers mm-hmm. and by people I mean probably businesses right yep. and they can go out and manipulate the system so I just don't understand I know that that's the problem or a problem and I'm sure like Taylor Swift really also had incredible demand to her success and that's just great. from the fans alone absolutely right. but I don't know how you stop that computer problem unless you criminalize, you know, tickets being sold right. above a certain <laughs> price. And that's just a difficult thing to police. So I appreciate that there are politicians that are getting involved and, you know, it feels like they're saying something on behalf of the every man. 
Right. I just don't. Rocco, you're always upset about this and moaning. What's yeah. the solution? I don't, you know, uh, there were times I think Prince had a thing where you had to kind of show up with your ID at the door or show up with the credit card you use to get a ticket. But that's oh, hard, yeah. too, because what if you're like, oh, hey, Donna, can you meet me there? No, I got to be a little bit late. You know, well, then what do you got to do? Then you, you can't go together. You can't share a ticket with a friend. You know, I mean, it's tough. It's hard out there for a pimp. No, no, no. Uh-uh. Uh, okay. Remember, we were trying to work that oh, out yeah, of our sorry about repertoire. That. Okay. Oh, Just, well. I think we don't talk about pimps much. I'm really surprised that I didn't watch the AMAs, but I don't think she addressed the whole Ticketmaster thing. Not at the AMAs, but she did have a statement the other day, right? Did she? Yeah, it was kind of a non-statement, though. It It was was just kind of like, oh, I'm really sorry that this is happening, and I wish everyone could come and see me, and I love my fans so much, which is a nice thing to say. Thank you. (laughs) Three-paragraph response. Yeah, I'm seeing that right here. All right, read it. All right, well, it goes without saying that I'm extremely protective of my fans. We've been doing this for decades together, and over the years, I've brought so many elements of my career in-house. I've done this specifically to improve the quality of my fans' experience by doing it myself with my team who care as much about my fans as I do. It's really difficult for me to trust an outside entity with these relationships and loyalties and excruciating for me to just watch mistakes happen with no recourse. Mm. There are a multitude of reasons why people had such a hard time trying to get tickets, and I'm trying to figure out how the situation can be improved moving forward. I'm not going to make excuses for anyone because we asked them multiple times if they could handle this kind of demand, and we were assured they could. It's truly amazing that 2.4 million people got tickets, but it really pisses me off that a lot of them feel like they went through several bear attacks to get them. Mm. And to those who didn't get tickets, all I can say is that my hope is to provide more opportunities for us all to get together and sing these songs. Thank you for wanting to be there. You have no idea how much that means. Okay. All right, that, that's that more good. than a non-statement. I yeah. get it. She, It's kind of out of her hands. Uh, oh, by the way, this email from Christy. Speaking of concert tickets, I got on the pre-sale for Garth Brooks that is happening today. Problems, right? I took a peek just to see how much they were charging. $511 for the cheapest ticket in Las Vegas. That's uh, ridiculous. I, I wouldn't pay $500 to see the Beatles today. Another email from Christian. Red what? crested. It'd be kind of a weird show. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a hologram. Okay. okay. I always thought the holograms. I can't believe we aren't doing more with holograms. I digress. Another email from Kristen. Red crested pileated woodpecker. Wow, that is See, very I, specific. I came in with the woodpecker, but I think most people are seeing. What did they say? What were the emails? Do you want to read some of them? Uh, about the woodpeckers? No, about um, what bird it was. Oh, pheasant. Oh, yeah. 8,000 people emailed Rocco, us don't. at the same time and said it's a pheasant. Don't encourage him. Okay. Garth. Oh, really? Side eye. This from Sonia. I tried to get a verified fan code to try to buy Garth tickets for his Vegas show. I didn't get the code, and Ticketmaster's email actually says there will probably not be a public sale as a pre-sale, the pre-sale demand will be extreme, not very fan-friendly. Again. Ugh. And then this from Jeannie Strand, Steve's bird. Steve, your sighting reminds me of something that happened to my husband. He was driving with a friend to a business meeting in Bemidji. Sounds fancy. (laughs) The friend was a Chicago quote-unquote city guy, so the drive seemed very remote. Suddenly, the friend yells, hey, hey, pull over. Look at the deer. 
my husband pulled over and said, it's a cow. <laughs> Steve, you need to get out more. Love the show, though. <laughs> That's funny. That's a cow. Uh, that reminds me of the Nate Fergazzi. Oh, no. I, I'm not going to tell the whole thing. I'm just All saying right. if you need to laugh, Nate Fergazzi stand-up special, Tennessee Kid. It's on Netflix. Okay. Within the first 10 minutes or so, he gets into this story about when he was riding on the, on the, the road up somewhere, remote, and they saw a dead horse. Hmm. Why? Why did you have to tell us about that? I'm telling you. Listen to this story. I've heard it. You will not regret it. It's great. (laughs) It's so funny. Okay. Equine humor. I love it. Okay. So the moment we've all been waiting for. No. We have the final stretch of the show coming up. Mm -hmm. We're going to find out what today's soup is. There's a lot riding on it because we have sit and soup winners. In the building with us right now. All right, we'll save it. I was going to ask a question, but I don't want to put you on the spot right now. I'll do it when we come back. Fire up their mics. All right, right, we'll be right back on My Talk. Final stretch of the Donna and Steve experience on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. You know, we were talking earlier, I watched the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony, and it was fantastic. That show is always so great. You've got people like Judas Priest. I don't know if Eminem was on the stage at the time, but the the whole show usually culminates in one big song that they do together. Oh, that's an every year thing that they yeah. do? Yeah, so you've got like Bruce Springsteen, Pat Benatar, uh, Annie Lennox, Dave Stewart. You've got um, Dave Grohl, fun. the guy from Judas Priest. You that's know, really all fun. singing Jolene by Dolly Parton. So it was, yeah. oh, it just gave me goosies. It was really good. But I really liked, I kept saying it was um, uh, Terry Lewis, but it was actually Jimmy Jam. You know, it's interesting. I found the clip and Jimmy Jam has lost a ton of weight. Yes. And kind of lost that signature beard he had too. So, yes. Um, but yeah, I did find, so I think Terry Lewis spoke first. And then Jimmy Jam spoke second. You know, they gave shout-outs out to, you know, Prince and all these people. Yeah. But I think I found the part that you wanted me to play. I just thought it was very poignant. It is very poignant, Donna, and that's why I'm going to play it. It goes like this. Thanks, Rocco. The Thank last you, Rocco. thing I'll say is music, I call it the divine art. And I say that because if I said to you, what were you doing 20 years ago? And you might be able to piece it together in some sort of way. But if I play you a song from 20 years ago... Every memory comes back. It's the key that unlocks everything. So when people say we're going to cut the budgets in schools, and how are we going to cut the budget? We're going to take music out of schools. Are you kidding me? How do we learn our alphabet? We don't go A, B, um, C. No, we go A, B, C, D, E, F, G. What's that next? (laughs) (laughs) That's great. No, we don't need the long version. We'll do the single version. Single edit. <laughs> Our goal is to leave music in a better place. That's me and Terry's goal at this point. We are celebrating like Obama. 40 years. Thank you. We did this, and we said 50-50. That's our contract. 40 years on that contract we've been together, and next year we will be celebrating our 50th year as friends. Mm, 1973 cool. we oh. met. That's awesome. That's oh really God, cool. Yeah. They were both being so complimentary to one another. It was really good. And if you get a chance, go watch the show. True 
story too. Like, did he say music was the divine language? Is that what he said? Something to that effect. That's really cool. I mean, think about. Look, it's tough to, it's tough to appreciate music and not believe in a god. Like, how from disorder, from nothing, yeah, did music come to be? Because those are random. Like the the notes were discovered, and then I mean, I think. That's I. I think music is so unbelievably powerful. I do too. And I, my, uh, my philosophy is that heaven is filled with like the the, the music that we can't even imagine right now. Like it will just yeah. be transcendent. It will speak to us so deeply. I, I just it's it can just change so your powerful. mood. I remember like when my mom was very sick and mm. was kind of out of it. We would just play. Mm. The music from her, you know, teen years, her formative years, just because, you know, you could hear, you know, mm-hmm. even For though, sure. you know, you can't um, verbalize. So we would do that. And then even when my my buddy mm-hmm. um, passed away, I made sure I was there and I was singing the buddy oh. song to him. Oh, that's yeah, really so sweet. Dara. I just think that the way he worded that was just beautiful. So. Remember in the notebook, too? Yes. Say what you will about the notebook, but what was the song? What was the, the um, oh gosh, it was like, come on, it's such a beautiful song, old-timey song. Is it like an Etta James, Ella Fitzgerald? Somewhere Over the Rainbow? No, 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 but it was any time that that song would come on, it was this opportunity where sometimes his wife then, who was battling dementia, would break through it and right. be present again and exactly. remember again. Mm. I'll be seeing you? Yes, Rocco! Right. Yeah. Google! Yes, Woo, King! Yes, Google! Hey, guys. Hey. Uh, guess what time it is. Come down for moose soup after! <laughs> We're going to find out what this it's is. It's always a surprise. Oh, oh no, it's mac and cheese. It's always a surprise. Oh, no, it can't be. All right, we have Sarah and Jen here with us. Is there any soup that you don't want it to be? No, they're nodding there. Are they shaking their heads? No. Okay. Do you have a credit card, Donna? <laughs> How do we get I think I paid for? surpassed the limit. Oh, no. Your card. Card. Oh, oh no. come on. The good news is we do know what the soup is, right? We what? believe it's no. chicken wild rice. We do believe. Ooh, yeah. And they do a really good job down there. So. Crap. But see, now this is a bad omen, it feels like. No. We wanted Brian to pick up to be really, you know, bubbly because he's usually a pain. And then he could be nice and then to come down there and it would feel really elevated. Now, let's uh, we have Sarah and Jen here and they are both going to be coming to have a uh, what's going to be, we hope, an intense lunch. And are there any <laughs> now we are here right now, but are there any uh, any people in this building that you hope to bump into? Because you have to understand, like, this is a, you know. Five Eyewitness News is downstairs. It's very, a lot of famous I just people. saw, you know, Star Tribune co- sports columnist Patrick Royce sitting out in the comfy chairs. Oh, Royce's out there? Yeah. Oh. Nobody in particular, just you two. Okay. Oh, stop. Sorry. Clomp, clomp. I apologize. Clomp, clomp. She clomped her clompers together. I put my flesh mist together. Yes! Yes! Yes, you're oh, with us. Oh, gosh. That's just great. <laughs> and we have to send a shout out to uh, Bobby Jensen. Also, because you saw him recently. Thank you, Bobby. I saw you Friday night at Fashion Fest at the depot. Um, oh, so fun. Benefiting uh, patients and their families at M Health, Fairview Masonic Children's That's Hospital. awesome. Yeah, that was like a big, big shindig. It looked like a big party events. on social media. 
And then the video of, of uh, Bobby Jensen, Rocco, you'll appreciate. He's like, hey, I understand you're getting soup with her, but we're getting hors d'oeuvres. And we're getting Chardonnay. It was just, it was just great. Everything we love about uh, Bobby. Hey, let me remind our friends right now that you can check out Listener Rewards this month. We've got Dunn Brothers and General Store of Minnetonka gift cards. Plus $1,000 in lighting from Southern Lights or $1,000 in custom furniture from Farmhouse Style Furniture. You could also snag a family four-pack of wild tickets for the game on November 27th. These things and more are up for grabs on Listen Rewards on the app or at mytalk1071.com. Hey, can I give a shout-out? Uh, sure, Steve. Shout-out to uh, Chaska High School. Yeah. I went out to their musical over the weekend. Now, sadly... Adeline, my daughter, who has been who was in the Sound of Music there last year as one of the Von Trapp kids. She was in fifth grade at the time. Um, and then she was in the Jungle Book recently. It was all very fun. She couldn't go because she got sick. Oh, no. And so she was bummed and she had to stay home. But I ended up uh, taking my daughter. And then my wife said, should you invite the, the neighbor as well? And I was like, oh, yeah, Lila, go see if she wants to come. And then she came back and was like, can she and her sister come? And I was like, great. We got five tickets, so let's use as many as we can. So I went out with the three girls. And we saw Guys and Dolls on the Chaska main stage. And it was just wonderful. So shout out to everybody, all the students there, the cast, the crew. You put in a lot of energy to these shows a lot of time. And, you know, it's always wonderful. And there were a couple of just really like standout performances where there's a great cast there. Right. And we saw some of these kids in The Sound of Music. And then you saw others just like sort of stepping into their own. There's a young lady there named Petra, who's a senior, I believe, at Chaska, and is like super talented. Oh, that's awesome! And then there's another woman, uh, young lady named Katie, uh, who played. Oh my gosh, just the funniest character! I'd never seen guys and dolls. Oh my god, have you seen guys and dolls? Donna? I don't think I have. Oh my yeah. goodness, with this Nathan Detroit and his like fiance of 14 years, and she played him so funny, it, reminiscent of your Alice, like oh Nathan, we've got to have a baby, like just oh, <laughs> and she would sing and do the ah. Just like you do when you do the e- uh, Edith or whatever her oh, name is. Oh, That's the one I'm talking about. <laughs> right. She was so funny. So there were some really cool performances, but it was a great crowd. Everybody was pumped. It was closing night. So shout fun, out to Chaska yeah. High School. Support the arts and yes. you know your local schools. That's really fun. I'm going to leave now. No, you can't. Come on. No, you're buying. We're going to have soup. Oh, gosh. Soup, soup. Actually, soup, I'll put this on soup. my Amex. You guys will help get me an upgrade to first class. Oh, awesome. great. Where are you going? I don't know. Just somewhere. I just All need right. to get away for a while. Fine. All right. This has been fun. Has it? It started it's, weird, it started the show. Okay. Rocco, let's do a mood check. I feel like Donna's mood has gone up a uh, smidge as the morning went on. I think the company helped. I think Absolutely. so. It's going to be great. Absolutely. She did her uh, Edith Bunker. It, that's a sign that she's feeling oh, good. Oh, good. Usually it's Rocco who's crabby. Not me. See what I did there? I'm DJ Rocco. Crustacean sensation. Okay, all (laughs) All right. right. On that note, um, Colleen and Bradley are going to be coming in next. I don't know. Are they going to be talking about soup? Probably not. I do think you might want to stick around for that show. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, yeah. I think they have a a fun show in store today. Do they? Big things. Oh, Also, just got another uh, email. It was a pheasant. Okay. I think it's all a pheasant. All right. Make sure you listen to Colleen and Bradley today. It's very important. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. 
I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today.